Slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson. Barzell with the open net and he scores. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody is safe and well after Tropical Storm Henri hit our area. I I hope everybody is doing okay. Thankfully, uh, it didn't hit us as hard as some forecasters initially said it might, but we still have a lot to talk about when it comes to the New York Islanders, and we're going to get to all of that today. We're going to discuss some possible in-organization players who might be able to fill in and replace Nick Letty on the Islanders roster. We have the latest trade rumors concerning Vladimir Tarasenko and a player who the Islanders don't want to trade that may be holding up the potential for a deal. And of course, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner revealed the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. We have got a lot to talk about, but first, obviously, if there's anything Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. And we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news notes, and happenings concerning your New York Islanders throughout this busy off-season. Still no news, really, on the free agent front. No new formal announcements for the New York Islanders. But I wanted to talk about the defenseman situation. Obviously, Nick Letty, after being traded, now a member of the Detroit Red Wings. And the Islanders are looking for a left-handed defenseman who, you know, could fill in. And look, there are a couple of in-house candidates. The thing is that Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello, the brain trust behind this New York Islanders team, does not like to emphasize rookies. They have trouble trusting younger players. And quite honestly, in order for either of these two in-house candidates to take that step forward, and be the left-handed defenseman added to the top six. What you're going to need is, A, they have to develop enough trust with Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello that they can get the job done, and B, 
Noah Dobson is going to have to move up to the second pairing and sort of take over uh, as the primary offensive defenseman. And I'm not even sure at this point whether or not Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello are ready to entrust that much responsibility with Dobson. I know he'll get there. He really has all the talent and all the tools to eventually assume that role. But whether or not, you know, having two very young defensemen in your top six is it might be a little bit too much for the brass of the New York Islanders. Now, that being said, the Islanders do have two left-handed shooting defensemen who can fit the bill if they are ready. The first, Samuel Bolduck, who had a very good training camp and, you know, last year and really could be the guy who makes the most sense. He played with Bridgeport last year, had six goals and 14 points in 24 games in what was his abbreviated pro debut season. And certainly showed a lot of moxie. Now, originally, Bolduck, a second-round pick, 57th overall by the Islanders back in 2019. He was an offensive guy in juniors and, you know, had... 189 games in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, had 22 goals and 94 points. Uh, They're a two-way defender, really, uh, you know, tends to be responsible in his own zone, played on a team in juniors, and realistically, again, last year in Bridgeport, that struggled defensively, Uh, In juniors, he didn't even have great goaltending on his team, and yet he was still a plus five on the plus minus. So, Bolduck realistically could be uh, a candidate who could fill in and take that responsibility for the New York Islanders. He is, I think, long run among the defensemen, uh, defense prospects in the organization the guy who could do it. Also out there is Robin Salo. He was drafted in the second round back in 2017. He has a little bit more experience as a result, and he has also played against tougher competition over in Europe last year. 51 games uh, playing for Orbro HK, and he had six goals and 30 points, and again, that is uh, in a, an adult professional hockey league over in Europe. But the problem with Salo and the reason that I think that Balduck probably would be a little bit more likely to fill this particular gap, Salo realistically inconsistent in his own zone. And that really makes the Islanders brass pause because they are a defense first team. Now, again, he was better last year defensively. He did have 24 assists, was a plus 17, but he has to also first decide that he wants to come to North America. And 
look, maybe he needs a little seasoning in Bridgeport to adjust to the narrower-sized rink and life in North America as opposed to in Scandinavia. But again, over the long haul, uh, you're talking about two players in Salo and Balduk who might just end up being Islanders who can fill those top six minutes and get you where you want to go. The question is not if they can do it. The question is if they can do it this year. My inclination is we're still probably a year away for both of these players, but if trades don't work out, these two, in my mind, are the favorites from within the organization to fill that gap. We've got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll talk about the trade rumors and the player the Islanders don't really want to trade away that may be holding up a deal for Vladimir Tarasenko. We've got that and a lot more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all your sports action, baseball season is in full swing and you could track all the action at Bet Online. And there's a lot more going on this week as well. There's always golf, you've got soccer, and of course, preseason NFL action and in the NHL. Well, it's just around the corner. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Islanders fans, as you know, there have been rumors going around that the Islanders may be interested in acquiring the disgruntled Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues. That would give the Islanders the goal-scoring touch that they're looking for and it would get Tarasenko out of a situation where he has indicated he's not happy in St. Louis. The question is, what would the Islanders have to give up? And right now, the rumor is that the Blues are insisting that St. Louis native Scott Mayfield be included in the deal. Now, this was reported by uh, the Athletics' Jeremy Rutherford, who indicated that the Blues were really interested in getting Mayfield. They need to upgrade their defensive core And basically speaking, the Islanders are looking to upgrade their forward position, especially the top line. The problem is this. The Islanders have already traded away two of their top six defensemen, one in each of the last two off-seasons. Obviously, Nick Letty gone to Detroit this year. And Devon Taves traded to the Avalanche the previous offseason, both for salary cap purposes. So the Islanders, I think, especially without a lot of depth on defense in the organization, you still have Sebastian Ajo and Thomas Hickey, possibly. But overall, uh, 
I, I think that Lou Lamorello really, really doesn't want to deal away another top four defenseman, and especially Mayfield, who really did, he has, he's big, he's reliable, and he played his best hockey in the playoffs and late in the regular season. So it's one of those things where the Islanders don't want to do it. Now, one thing that Rutherford mentioned in his piece in The Athletic, that the the Blues may very well be willing to part with one of their defensemen in, in order to make this deal a little bit more palatable to the New York Islanders. And, you know, that's always the thing. Now, Robert Bartuzzo is the name that he mentioned. Bartuzzo, 32 years old, so that gives him the experience that the uh, Islanders brass prefers, but at the same time, uh, not so sure he would really be an upgrade over Mayfield. In fact, I'm pretty sure he would not be. Now, Mayfield makes $1.45 million a year. Bortuzzo has one year left on his contract. His hit, cap hit, 1.375. So that's roughly a wash. Uh, Mayfield has two years left on his deal, is one of the best values in the NHL. The fact that he's from St. Louis and the fact that the Blues need help on defense really only adds to St. Louis's desire to get Mayfield there. I just don't think that that would be the kind of move the Islanders would be looking to make because the Islanders don't want to weaken their strength by trading away Mayfield. Uh, And Bortuzzo, again, not a bad player, but not as good as Scotty Mayfield. And Again, you know, maybe the Islanders make another trade to bring in that left-handed defenseman, and then you can make a a swap like Mayfield for Bortuzzo and, you know, still not downgrade your defensive core. But overall, you know, that's a, a big ask for a team like the Islanders that likes to play defense first, relies on their defensemen, and... I just don't think, after already parting with Letty and Taves, that Lou Lamorello will be eager to to also part with Scott Mayfield, who has been, you know, who, who really is reaching his prime now and did a great job throughout the postseason in playing good hockey. He's bigger, he's stronger, he's he is smart in his own zone. And again, a lot to ask to get rid of him, uh, even if it means getting Vladimir Tarasenko. But what do you, the Islanders fans, think? Feel free to comment on Twitter or send an email to LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com and let us know what you think about the prospect of trading a Scott Mayfield if it means you get Vladimir Tarasenko in return. And let's assume, for the purposes of this hypothetical, that Scott Mayfield, that you would get a defenseman back and that Vladimir Tarasenko would pass his physical, would be healthy enough to start training camp where 
you know, his injuries that have cost him significant playing time over the last couple of years have healed and he's ready to go. Because quite honestly, if that is not the case, then I don't think the Islanders would even entertain a trade for Tarasenko. And, you know, the other thing is this. The way the Islanders have it all set up, they have a glut of forwards. And they would probably want, wouldn't mind trading or including uh, a Richard Panic or uh, an Uncle Leo or, you know, some of the other bottom six forwards they have in a potential deal that would bring Vladimir Tarasenko over. But my opinion, they would really hesitate before dealing Scotty Mayfield, especially after they've already traded Devon Taves and uh, Nick Letty over the last two off-seasons. We've got more to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. It's our Islanders' birthday today, and it's a big goal scorer from the 90s. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is celebrating freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are passionate about their favorite flavors. And why not? Listen to these great flavors. Double chocolate, orange, cookies and cream, coconut, cherry barcia, salted caramel, one of my favorites as well. I love that combination of sweet and salty. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy as well. Check out the macros. Each bar, 17 to 18 grams of protein, between 130 and 180 calories, only four or five grams of sugar, and four or five grams of net carbs. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And, uh, wow, hard to believe that we are already here, but I want to wish a very happy 57th birthday to former Islanders' Forward Ray Ferraro. Ferraro originally drafted in the fifth round back in 1982 by the Hartford Whalers. He made his NHL debut with the Whale back in 1984-85, was traded to the Islanders early in the 1990-91 season, and immediately had an impact on the team. His best year with the Isles by far. 1991-92, played in 80 games, had 40 goals that year, 80 points, and 92 penalty minutes while having a career-high plus 25 rating. Followed that up with 27 points in 46 games the following year, and then another uh, couple of 20-goal seasons with the Islanders in 93-94 and 94-95. Ended up on the Rangers the following year and then finished out his NHL career with a few years with the Kings, the Atlanta Thrashers, and then the St. Louis Blues. For his career, Ray Ferraro, 1,258 NHL games, 408 goals, 898 points, and 1,288 penalty minutes. He added 68 
playoff games. 21 goals, 43 points there, and he was a big reason that the Islanders went on their long playoff run in 1992-93. He had 13 goals and 20 points in 18 playoff games for the Islanders that year. So, no question about it, without Ray Ferraro, the Islanders would not have reached the conference final in 1992-93. We're going to go back and look at one of Ray Ferraro's better games with the Islanders. March 8th, 1992 at the Old Odd in Buffalo. Islanders visiting the Buffalo Sabres. Mark Fitzpatrick, the goalie for the Isles. Tom Draper in between the pipes for the Buffalo Sabres. And the Islanders drawing first blood. Ray Ferraro, or Islanders' birthday of the day, Potted his 32nd goal of the year, Benoit Hogue and Mick Vakoda with the assist at 13:58. Islanders were up one to nothing with Alexander Mogilny serving a major penalty for checking from behind. Ferraro adds his second goal of the game, 33rd of the year, on the power play. Benoit Hogue and Scott Lachance with the assist at 17:13. Two nothing Islanders after the first period. In the second period, the Sabres get back into the game on a goal by Dave Andrachuk, his 33rd, Randy Wood, and Keith Carney with the helpers at 11-23. The Sabres cut the Islanders' lead to 2-1, but the Islanders' power play strikes again. Donald Audette in the box for slashing. Pierre Turgeon gets his 37th of the year. Steve Thomas and Derek King with the assists. Time of the goal, 15-06, 3-1 Islanders. Islanders weren't done. Marty McGinnis, his first of the year from Derek King and Ray Ferraro, our Islanders' birthday of the day. That goal came at 17-14. After two periods, the Islanders led 4-1. Pat LaFontaine, then with Buffalo, got a power play goal early in the third period with Ray Ferraro in the box for slashing. LaFontaine's 37th from Doug Bodger. That made it 4-2, but goals by Steve Thomas from Pierre Turgeon and Bill Berg at 4-11, and then Derek King from Dave McIlwain at 8-54 made the final score. Islanders 6 and the Sabres 2 for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Ray Ferraro, 2 goals, 1 assist. He had four shots on goal in this game and finished as a plus two. Mark Fitzpatrick, 37 saves in this game. Islanders were outshot 39-30, to but Fitzpatrick's strong play and Ray Ferraro's strong play gave the Islanders the win. So again, a very happy 57th birthday to Ray Ferraro today, Monday, the 23rd of August, is his birthday, and we wish him all the best and many, many happy and healthy more. Don't forget to join us for Wednesday's show. We'll have all the latest news about Islanders trade rumors, free agent signings, and all other things New York Islanders, so make sure you join us for that. Next new show will drop early Wednesday morning, and again, our shows drop a little after midnight, around 12.30 a.m., So night owls can listen before bed and early risers. If you subscribe to the show, you, of course, will be able to listen to it as soon as you wake up. Betting on the Islanders doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. 
Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everyone is safe and well after uh, Henri. Be well, stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.